Welcome everyone to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast that explains how your local team stacks up against the rest of the NBA. Hey Hoopheads, once you finish listening to this episode, be sure to check out the rest of the Hoopheads podcast network for even more great basketball content. Hey there, hi there, ho there, and welcome to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks show hosted by me, Devin Zanskis, and brought to you by Hoopheads as always. Today I'm coming at you solo, but we have some Summer League action to cover. Uh, That's right. Uh, This past week, I should have been in Las Vegas witnessing the Bucks in person for the first time in like well over a year, I'll say. Um... But yeah, unfortunately, I couldn't do it a work conflict that was completely out of my control. I digress from there, but of course, I tuned in this past week. Uh, so far, the Bucks went one and two in Las Vegas, and as of recording right now, I know it might be kind of sacrilegious, but I'm recording during the Bucks' fourth uh, Vegas Summer League game um, at. A little after 3 o'clock Central Time from my apartment in Milwaukee, as usual. uh, Sunday, August 15th, um, with about five and a half minutes left in the first. The Bucks are just down by two points, 9 to 11, with uh, Mamadi Diakite having nine, or pardon me, seven of those nine points. So that's pretty cool. Um, But I'll get more into that game once it's concluded uh next week when i'm recording uh that episode but this past week uh our only win came against the la clippers in our first summer league game behind jordan nawara's uh 30 points uh 81 to 78 the Bucks starters were uh theo pinson I'm admittedly looking up a name. I always want to say Anthony Randolph, but it's Brandon Randolph. And Anthony Randolph was a uh, former Minnesota Timberwolves draft pick. Uh, other starters were, of course, Jordan Wara, Madi Diakite, and Sandro uh, Vili. Then the Clippers starters were Jason Preston, Keon Johnson, Jay Scrub, Amir Coffey, and Daniel Oturo. Right away to start this game, I had to write down um, in all capital letters, so many threes. Uh, that's a lot of summer leagues full of a uh, bunch of chuckers like Jordan Noir, who's certainly getting his at this point. Um, but yeah, more power to him, uh, to Jordan and other guys who are trying to break into some NBA rotations. Uh, Bucks had an 8-0 run from the 5.5 to the 3-minute mark in the first quarter. Um, Paul Ibawa, Iboa, I'm not sure how to pronounce that exactly. I know the broadcast said it differently than I think I just did, but I was really impressed with his uh, energy uh, throughout the games uh, that I saw. I only got to see this first Clippers win um, and it's in its entirety, honestly, the others, including uh, the current Bucks action today on Sunday. Uh, 
Yeah, my screen time with that was quite limited due to the games starting at three o'clock, half of them being on NBA TV. Uh, so I would have had to have streamed this game illegally. Uh, please don't reach out to the authorities on that. But yeah, I guess I chose to tune into the right game. Um, getting back to it, the energetic uh, Uboa, Uboa, uh drew a charge, um, stuffed a guard at the rim, and then grabbed one of his many huge offensive rebounds uh, of the week. All in short order early in the first summer league game. Um, we also were uh, delivered some flashy passes from uh, Sandro Mamoukelishvili. Uh, as advertised, uh, he had a couple assists in consecutive possessions to Jordan Nwara and Mamadi Diakite. Uh, Bucks had another um, run that came in the second quarter, uh, 12-4 run in, at the 8-5 to the five minute mark in the second. And at halftime, the Bucks led 46-30. Um, Jordan Wara started the, first, started the game in the first quarter. He only had two points on one of eight shooting, but then he, um, he heated up in the second quarter with 17 points on six and nine shooting. He outscored the Clippers, actually, in, in the second quarter alone. They only had about 13 or 14 points themselves. Uh, we saw a little bit of uh, Jordan Noir operating in the pick and roll, but uh, st still he, he was largely just the gunner uh, that we expected from him. Um, but he did uh, dump it off to Mahdi in the pick and roll uh, for a slam once and then uh, and then dished it to him, to Mahdi again, Uh at at the uh, at the free throw line later on in the game, where Madi was able to break free from the defense for a slam, um, Jay Scrub led it for the Clippers with twelve points, six nine shooting uh, at half. He also uh, dunked on Mamu at one point. Uh, Scrub is another second year guy like Jordan Nwara, so uh, wasn't unexpected for him to. Have a good showing. Um, the half also did close out with uh, Mike Smith getting a getting a clutch steal, but then he blew a point blank uh, layup at the buzzer. But that's okay. It happens to the best of us, Mike. Uh, we still had that sixteen point lead. Um, I just mentioned that uh, that slam from Diakite that came from a Jordan Awara feed. Um, where yeah, Diakite. Yeah, Diakite was able to break free, and that was uh, largely due to the Clippers' defense having a backpedal in transition, not not getting set up um, as the as the uh, Bucks were getting up and down the court. Um, however, Jay Scrub was able to convert on a four point play after a real dangerous and late close up from about Iboa. Um, yeah, that was honestly one of the more one of the, one of the more egregious closeouts uh, that I've seen, I um, especially as of late, um, slightly less expected was uh, Mamu actually uh, slamming it home uh, once or twice this week. This in this game against the Clippers, uh, it was in a pick and roll with Jordan Wara. Um, the Clippers did go on a run late in the third quarter, but the Bucks were 
still able to hold on, even though Scrub went for 10 in the third quarter alone. Uh, the Bucks still kept about a 10 or 11 point lead going into the fourth. Um, we got to see uh, one of one of many uh, Keon Johnson uh, highlight dunks and transition. He was the um, individual from Tennessee who in the draft combine this year uh, broke, I believe he broke a record for uh, highest vertical at the combine. Um, you clearly tell in the early in the fourth quarter here that the Clippers had uh, increased their their defensive intensity. Um, they were really hounding the Bucks uh, just as the Buck got past uh, just got past half court, and um, Noir and Mamu uh, shortly returned um, early in the fourth as well. Since the Clippers had at that point got on gone on to a sixteen to four run. Um, Starting in the third quarter, going into the fourth, uh, Daniel Arturo, big man out of Minnesota, got an offensive rebound and put back dunk uh, to to take the first Clipper lead um, since since they were up uh, nine to ten in the first quarter. Um, but then it was yet again Jordan Noir time. Um, norm, norm, normally that's uh, that's mentioned in a, in a negative light, but it was huge here as. Jordan stepped up um, for a uh, step back two pointer at the el- at the elbow to regain the lead for the Bucks that they wouldn't give up again. Um, the Bucks also had some uh, great defensive possessions uh, late, including Mamu uh, getting a block and then uh, throwing a full court uh, pass to uh, Brandon Randolph in transition, who slammed it home. Then Jordan Awara. Um, stripped Amir coffee and then forced it forced a late turnover um, for the Clippers. Jay Scrub, the star for the uh, Clippers in this one, uh, still had a bit more to say uh, to make it more interesting in this first summer league game where he uh, sunk a floater over Madi Diakite, but Theo Pinson was able to. Uh, drain two free throws in a row uh and last possession of the game Keon Johnson missed a solid uh look at a three to tie the game I know the broadcast was expecting the ball to go into Scrubs hands but um luckily for the Bucks it um it did not and Johnson missed the shot so the Bucks uh left their first summer league game uh with the 81-78 win uh Noara ended with 30 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists on 12 of 28 shooting, and then Jay Scrub ended with uh, 24 points and 10 rebounds. Uh, I know one of the times I was listening to Locked on Bucks this week, they were uh, talking about how it seems it seems that the, the Bucks typically don't have the most success uh, in Summer League, so it was nice to start out hot, but of course... Uh, that look did not continue uh, throughout the week, as we will get into shortly. Um, but right off the bat, I'd like to share a word from uh, our new sponsor in Manscaped. Uh, support for Nuck If You Buck today is brought to you by Manscaped. 
Uh, they're the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, 4.0. Join over two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. Uh, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Giannis. That's G-I-A-N-N-I-S at manscaped.com. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. I'm one of the first to try the new 4.0 and I'm blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship and details on the 4.0 are next level. I, like every brave soldier, have endured more battle wounds than I'd like to admit. In addition, while using a conventional razor, I was uh, putting myself in harm's way uh, way too often and subjecting myself to too much cleanup. Now with Manscaped, I can use their waterproof lawnmower 4.0 in the shower, allowing myself to have a more effective shave more often and with less hassle. I think that's the best takeaway from lawnmower 4.0 is just... um, that it's a lot more difficult to make excuses. Um, I know I'm not likely alone in sometimes putting off looking and feeling my best for uh, maybe a special occasion or what have you. Um, but yeah, you 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 don't have to do that now. You can just always uh, be prepared for any of life's many possibilities. Manscaped. Uh, has engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and incredibly comfortable uh, grooming experiences. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Now I feel more confident when I'm shaving my boys. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your uh, trim through additional guard lengths of sizes one through four. Did I mention wireless charging? The new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help battery length last longer. It's time to get your own ball hair and body trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice, smooth boys. Your balls will thank you. So to take advantage of this, um, get 20% off and free shipping worldwide. You just have to use the code Giannis at manscaped.com. 20% off, free free shipping worldwide. With the code Giannis, that's G-I-A-N-N-I-S, you can unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for your family jewels. All right, getting back to the more important balls here. Um, You know, unfortunately, as opposed to uh, the first Summer League game um, this past Wednesday, the Bucks lost to the Nets uh, in that in that game seven uh, rematch as um, uh, Cam Thomas matched uh, Jordan Juarez uh, 22 points in this one. Uh, but Cam Thomas was a lot more efficient <laughs> than Jordan was, I believe, in uh, games two and three of Bucks Summer League. Jordan had uh more field goals attempted than points, which is uh, never a good indicator as far as efficiency. But, um, you know, I, for, for my writing, I've been looking at a lot of box scores this past week, and Jordan is far from uh, alone in that category. Bucks lost uh, 91 to 97 to the Nets Wednesday. Um, 
Yeah, Cam Thomas is a really interesting prospect. A lot of people thought that uh, he he um, he could become one of the steals of this draft. Um, he he averaged twenty three points per game last year at LSU, um, which is he was like twenty three points per game is the most. It's fifth most. Uh, points per game from a freshman at a high major school in uh, I believe the field was in the past 20 years so that's pretty significant Um, and I know uh, Kevin O'Connor and uh, I'm totally blanking Chris Vernon (laughs) uh, at the mismatch on the mismatch at the ringer we're talking about uh, Cam Thomas's upside and um, how he could potentially uh, right away be a spark plug coming off the bench for the Nets, but I don't think that's that's necessarily what what the Nets need at this moment. Of course, they they won the uh, Patty Mills sweepstake that the uh, that the Bucks were in. We surely could have used uh, Patty a little more than than the offensive engine that is the Nets. But Kevin and Chris were suggesting that 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 actually makes that the perfect development spot for Cam Thomas because um, if if he's going to defer to anybody as a scorer, it's probably going to be uh, one or all of Katie Harden and Kyrie. So he'll be able to learn how to do the little stuff to diversify his game and do more than score. Um, so that's the only way he'll... Um, get as many reps as possible yeah i don't know that's a perspective um still it seems like he's gonna he's gonna be able to score at at some degree um in the nba so good on him i mean that's the i I really enjoy summer league because you kind of get to ride the positivity wave from from the nba draft where you see these these young kids dreams come true and i feel like well, I know it's been said at nauseum, but I suppose I should mention that um, that you're uh, at extreme risk of overreacting to not super important games at, at Summer League, where obviously these young kids are in Vegas. So who knows if they've had a couple extra drinks or if they're just if they're just aware that these aren't these aren't super important games, depending on, you know, where they're at in their basketball career, you know, like like if they have if they already have a guaranteed contract with a team, they might be, um, you know, they might be a little less hyped up to to play uh, than otherwise. But yeah, I truly don't have have any more notes on this uh, game seven rematch between the the uh, Bucks and the Nets. Unfortunately, uh, this is the start of the first Bucks losing streak in a while, but. Uh, hey, cool that it's starting in summer league. And first reminder of the show: the Bucks are still uh, your NBA champions. Now on Friday, uh, the thirteenth, the Bucks were a little more disappointing than they were on Wednesday, as they got blown out by the Timberwolves. Truly, um, while Jalen Noel, another um, another veteran as far as uh summer leagues concerned um scored 26 points as we lost to the timberwolves uh, 64 to 91 
Um, yeah, like I said, this was another uh, tough showing for Jordan Wara. And yeah, we're obviously leaning on him tremendously. But uh, yeah, I mean, still not going to freak out over this one or or pile on onto the defeat at all. The Timberwolves have a have a fairly good roster as far as summer leagues concerned. Um, so I think I'm uh, on paper. I'm more impressed at the Nets roster, but uh, the Wolves did uh, do have Jalen Noel, uh, Jaden McDaniel's, Nathan Knight, Malcolm Miller. Isaiah Miller uh, posterized uh, Diakite, I believe it was. Um, that was definitely uh, the most common clip that was being passed around from this game. Uh, going going back kind of slightly off, uh, off the beaten path here, uh, I do just want to note some of the some of the notable names from the Brooklyn Nets roster. Uh, from the previous game uh, that I missed because they have quite a deep roster. I recognize most of these names. Uh, they have Elise Johnson, Reggie Perry, uh, former Milwaukee Buck Brandon Knight, Cam Thomas, obviously, who I mentioned, uh, first-round draft pick Daron Sharp, uh, and Chris Silva, uh, all on the Nets Summer League team, too, so... Luckily, it won't be in the case uh, in the regular season uh, as much as NBA champions and when we have our full roster. But uh, yeah, I think just uh, on paper, the Bucks were uh, probably would not have been favored in some of these summer league games. Not that we're taking a ton away from these anyways. But the uh, Bucks had the usual suspects starting against the Timberwolves. Uh, they... Uh, started off with a 7-0 run, but then the Wolves responded with an 8-0 run uh, in the first quarter. Bucks were scoreless um, for almost the last five minutes of the first quarter, from the five minutes to the 30-second mark. Um, it's 30 seconds remaining in this one, and they missed missed eight field goal attempts in a row late in the first uh, before Mike Smith and... Uh, Paul Iboa hit two consecutive Bucks threes to close the quarter, uh, 18 to 26 Bucks. Um, I noted that Iboa had uh, uh, two off- offensive rebounds in a row before getting fouled. Again, showing uh, showing a lot of energy that we like to see uh, out of, out out of these guys who are fighting to see if uh, maybe they can get a training camp invite after this, or maybe a two way slot, or maybe even just trying to impress. Um, you know, a European team, uh, you know, if because a, lo- a lot of these guys in summer league, uh, the majority don't already have a guaranteed contract coming up uh, for this season. Yeah, the Bucks initially were, were really getting after it, after it defensively, but uh, really, I th- what stands out more is is that they only scored sixty four points in in this one. Uh, in the end, the Bucks were only 6 of 34, so 17.6% from beyond the three-point arc. Uh, Meanwhile, the Wolves hit 12 threes in 32 attempts, so 37.5%. We did get um, some Georgios uh, Kelitsakis action 
in the both of the Nets and Timberwolves games. So um, I know that that was exciting for uh, Bucks observers like myself. Um, and this past week, uh, Yorgios uh, signed a three-year deal uh, with the with the Milwaukee Bucks using the Bucks taxpayer uh, mid-level exception. Um, I know there are some uh, either partial or non-guarantees, at least on that final year. And a lot of people might be scratching their heads because uh, Mamu, who was selected 15 picks uh, in front of him, was signed to a two-way spot. Um, but it's, it's a little complicated because according to um, Larry Kuhn's uh, CBA FAQ, an international player payment uh, cannot be provided um, to someone who's signing a two-way deal. So that's why Georgios um, couldn't be on a two-way contract. I believe the Bucks had to um, pay like something like 300K uh, towards Georgios's buyout from uh, his team in Greece uh, where he used to play with Thanasis. Um, but yeah, we really, we really didn't have a ton of money from the mid-level to use um, since we only have the taxpayer MLE of 5.9 and uh, George Hill used uh, almost 4 million of that. So really no, really nothing, no opportunity cost um, at signing Georgios to, to that trying to do better with my Greek pronunciations so I don't sound like the guy who says gyro but yeah I'll admit I do have some reservations towards um, the Bucks draft choices I mean they're certainly fun guys Mamu and Yorgios but they have really unique skill sets which is fun but I don't know if they're really super complementary skill sets um, and that's kind of obviously more so what we want uh, from this team um, who will be looking to defend an NBA championship. So, I don't know, selecting guys who have not a great chance to to defend really much at all. Like, Mamu is, is concerning. And, well, really just the idea of selecting guys who are best with the ball with the ball in their hand that that late in the in the draft is kind of confusing um but <laughs> uh yeah i mean just again not super uh consequential these uh these uh end of the road end of the draft picks so really no biggie there i'd like to take another quick break here to share a word from our returning sponsor in thrive fantasy come prop up on thrive fantasy this season thrive fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props um they've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in a respective sport for example if you're like myself a little obsessive about one league um like the nba but casual and others like the nfl um uh, maybe you didn't tune into uh last night's uh first preseason bucks game um or packers game excuse me um yeah maybe you're a little more casual but still if you're if you pay attention enough to still call yourself a casual and you still tune into games you should be able to choose five out of ten player prop options and build 
build yourself a lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points selection is worth, the riskier it is naturally. You'll want to rack up the most points to win a share of the player prize pool. Thrive's awarded over $2.2 million in prizes since launching in 2018, including $50,000 for a single uh, late NFL regular season week and thousands more since the beginning of the NBA, uh, since the beginning of this past NBA season. Uh, To take advantage of this, you'll want to use promo code Giannis, that's G-I-A-N-N-I-S, when you sign up today, and you'll receive an instant deposit match up to uh, $50 on your first deposit of $20 or more. Um, Just go... Just download Thrive Fantasy at the App Store or Play Store, or you can visit them at their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. All right. So I do have, uh, while while a lot of these are small notes, I do have plenty of little small notes from this past week, which is encouraging as I, as I hope to continue doing these shows every week, even throughout the off-season, uh, I'm sure... Uh, just trying to go through it chronologically this past week, the NBA announced that they'll be investigating um, some possible tampering violations um, from the Heat and Bulls and their signings of Kyle Lowry and Lonzo Ball. <laughs> uh, of course, Bucks fans are would be pretty salty if uh, these teams got away scot-free, seeing as both of these teams still ended up with the guy that they wanted as opposed to the Bucks last offseason with uh, Bogdan. But personally, I don't get too bent out of shape about these since, well, we don't have to be now that we're NBA champions. Might as well throw that in there. But the Bucks tampering last season was uh, pretty extreme. I mean, just still unbelievable the fact that we allowed, um, yeah, that, that we that we allowed the news to get out there that we signed someone days before uh, free agency started. Um, so, yeah, we'll see if anything happens with the Heat or the Bulls. I know some analysts have suggested that they might be hit harder than us due to the fact that they still benefit from keeping their guy, but I'll believe it when I see it. And that doesn't directly affect the Bucks, but... Uh, it's home a little bit for Bucks fans. Uh, a little more positive was that uh, Mike Budenholzer actually guested on uh, ESPN Zach Lowe's podcast, The Low Post. Um, sure, many of you NBA fans and Bucks fans tune into that, especially that one. But um, say the most notable quotes from that that were like top posts on Reddit where uh, Mike Budenholzer saying that um, when asked about a possible extension, saying that he would love to coach the Bucks for another 20 years, so that's where he would like a converse, uh, he would like nego- negotiations to begin. But, uh, of course, uh, saying that a little tongue-in-cheek because 20-year contracts aren't a thing, but encouraging to hear. I bet he'll, he'll get a similar uh, Rick Carlisle treatment. Um, when, ironically, when Rick was still with the Mavs, um, yeah, I don't know, I feel like my tone this week, if you hadn't heard it, is, is, uh, uber casual compared to, well, last week when I was still quite worked up about PJ Tucker, but, um, I think I'm not alone in this. I think it's a 
luxury of being a NBA champion podcaster is that you can be a little, you can be a, a bit more, I won't say casual because that has other implications, but yeah, you can be a little more, uh, go with the flow as a fan and not, uh, so, so doom and gloom when, when you've already, uh, reached the heights the Bucks have, uh, in the past month. Uh, sorry, more from the Mike Boonholzer Low Post uh, podcast. There's one other point. Oh, uh, I, I know what I wanted to mention. It was uh, Zach Lowe was asking uh, Bud what was going through his mind when uh, Drew threw the lob to Giannis. And another uh, actually funny anecdote from Bud was that he just simply thought, well, I, uh, I felt uh, incredibly lucky that uh, we had Giannis who, uh, who drew was throwing the ball up to there. And it makes sense. I mean, it carried, it carried through even in this, uh, popular show here that, but is really a not great interview at all <laughs> as a, as a, uh, Milwaukee Bucks, uh, show host. I was, uh, really easily, um, my attention was really getting divided from that one uh, throughout my work day because uh, Bud did not have the best quotes from that but go along with him I don't know maybe just because it, it all happened so fast and in the moment and it ended up the way we wanted to but I, I wasn't I don't think I was uh, particularly worried either when Drew threw, threw up the threw up the lob to Giannis um, seeing that it was Giannis and, um you clearly only had to jump over Chris Paul in order to convert that one. So, yeah, that 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 might just say more about people's confidence in Drew Holiday um, as a path as a passer if uh, they had any skepticism on that play. But again, maybe not any more need to uh, evaluate that as uh, the lob did go down and it delivered what's still my favorite uh, one of my favorite moments my favorite moment that just initially comes to mind right now. And that was, uh, Giannis, uh, flexing and staring down the camera after that lob. Uh, and of course, uh, Bucks players, uh, jumping on Drew and Giannis after that, uh, monumental play. Yeah. I definitely recommend everyone. Uh, even if you, even if you, for some reason, don't listen to the low post, uh, uh, go out and check out, um, uh, the interview with Mike Budenholzer. As the week went on, um, news came out that Lance Stevenson held a private workout in front of uh, representatives from uh, your Milwaukee Bucks, the Denver Nuggets, Philadelphia 76ers, and Brooklyn Nets. Um, I don't think the biggest news because I wouldn't be particularly excited if if, uh, Lance made his comeback uh, through the Milwaukee Bucks, Um, but... I also wouldn't be too. I mean, it would it would just be weird because the last memory that I have and the rest of the NBA probably has with Lance is um, when he played played on that not so let's just say incredibly underwhelming Lakers roster. LeBron's first year when LeBron didn't even make the playoffs. Um, of course, he got hurt, but going into that year. Somewhat similar to now, uh, the Lakers' roster construction was super confusing. Um, except, unlike now, they um, they don't have a guy like they didn't have a guy like uh, Russell Westbrook. 
But yeah, it does seem like they're kind of using that, leaning into that approach that um, the Lakers in, instead of surrounding LeBron James with shooters like he's always uh, had on successful teams there. Uh, yeah, it's, again, uh, like that year, having more guys um, who excel with the ball in their hands when... Um, yeah, you're a lot less likely to have the ball in your hands when you're playing alongside a LeBron James and, of course, Russell Westbrook. So, yeah, it, w- it would definitely be weird for the Bucks to have Lance Stevens, but if Lance is getting minutes over guys like uh, Nawara or Elijah Bryant, can you really be that upset? I don't really think so. But regardless, it seems like the Bucks championship hasn't... Um, quite paid dividends as much as I expected as far as um, lower level free agents wanting to join us versus the Lakers or the Heat um, or the Nets, uh, i.e. Patty Mills again. I wouldn't be as uh, let down if we lost out on Lance here. More news. uh, After uh, 17 seasons, former All-Star and Milwaukee Buck Kyle Korver will... (laughs) Be another guy joining joining the Brooklyn Nets like Patty Mills, uh, but he'll be joining them as a player development coach, and he's uh, with uh, Corver uh, now officially retiring. Only Mello and LeBron, both on the Lakers, uh, now remain from that famous uh, 2003 uh, draft class. I don't know. I'm still kind of waiting for uh, for the Nets to to run out of roles and really um, decrease the intrigue from certain guys and joining them because, uh, yeah, you, you'd, th- you'd think that that soon enough they'll have all their all their uh, roles filled by other impressive guys. But I, for, I guess to that point, they did. Um, I don't think uh, Mike D'Antoni remained on their coaching staff, if memory serves me right. So... Uh, and yeah, Kyle Korver is is going to be a player development coach anyhow. So, uh, guy who we talked about earlier, Cam Thomas, Cam, uh, Cam Thomas will probably be getting some reps with uh, former Buck uh, Kyle Korver. And uh, yeah, good for him still playing a role uh, in, uh, in the NBA, even though uh, he's not on the court. So. I'm sure uh, Kyle's excited about the opportunity and we're excited for him. I guess a little less so because he's on the Nets, like uh, Patty Mills, but uh, probably won't make or break whether or not the Bucks uh, repeat. So that's all well and dandy. Now, uh, hopefully I'm not bearing the lead here, but uh, Bucks fans were excited to hear that Thanasis had uh, officially agreed to return, return to the Bucks, even though... Uh, no surprises there. He's uh, joining on a on a two year deal, um, and yeah, Thanasis played fifty seven games for the Bucks this year, including uh, thirteen games in the title run. Um, and yeah, although I've been down on the Bucks depth, uh, I think Thanasis showed a ton of improvement last year, and uh, and a real case to have spot minutes in the rotation. Um, obviously. His best role might be in just the intangibles that he brings and uh, the energy on and off the court. So, yeah, absolutely nothing negative to say about this one at all. And 
Uh, clearly, it's something Giannis wanted as well. But yeah, I think at this point, um, with what Thanasis showed uh, this year, not that it would have been expected at all, but I think he showed that he had the talent level to uh, play, play on another NBA roster and, and you know, at least provide, you know, a sim- similar amount of minutes compared to last year on a team where it's not necessarily just uh, getting thrown out there because he's uh, Giannis's brother. So good to see. I think lastly, I just kind of wanted to touch on um, Mirren Faden's Mirren Fader, excuse me, uh, book, uh, Giannis, the ri- the improbable rise of an NBA MVP. Uh, I'd implore everyone to go out and buy that if you haven't, if you hadn't already. I just got a notification today that it should be arriving at my parents' house tomorrow, so I really look forward to reading that one. Um, <laughs> I had considered using using that for a lot of my uh, off season content here, but I think I'm gonna. Uh, at the very least, try to very much limit that because I could see the point if someone were to say it would be a little respectful to just read the book and use that as content for uh, my show. <laughs> so I don't know if I'll be doing a book club. Uh, I I don't think it would be worth it to set up some sort of uh, Patreon or whatever to give the proceeds to Mirren if I'm using her content. Um, but that was a, that was an idea that sort of floated around my head. But anyways, Mirren and, uh, Chris Herring, a formidable, uh, NBA analyst did a virtual Q and a slash interview through, uh, Milwaukee's Boswell books on Downer Avenue. And, I took advantage of that this past Tuesday, uh, August 10th, and that was a really fun hour where, uh, yeah, you got to hear um, little anecdotes about Mirren's writing process. I talk a little bit about how I how I do some writing in addition to this show, so a little added benefit for myself, but... One point that I took away from that was someone asked what was left on the cutting room floor by Mirren that um, she wishes uh, she could have put into the book. And she said, uh, regrettably, the first uh, anecdote that came to her mind when uh, asked about what was left on the cutting room floor is that there was still so much more... uh, about Jason Kidd that she could have put in, into the book that um, she couldn't for legal purposes. And if you've heard any of the spoilers from the book so far, uh, again, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, there's a lot of negativity about Jason Kidd as if, uh, as if Milwaukee didn't have enough of that. You may have heard that he punished he punished the whole team for I think it was Giannis had was using an Android and he was messing up uh, the the group chat which I've experienced before but still the weirdest reaction to 
that that I could have ever imagined. Um, and then much more serious was uh, the degree to which he bullied Larry Sanders. And I know um, myself included and even fairly recently because this will be the last year where the Bucks are paying uh, $1.8 million in dead money to Larry Sanders. But uh, yeah, Jason Kidd uh, directly influenced uh, Larry Sanders to um, leave straight from a Bucks practice with Jason Kidd and uh, check into a hospital for mental health issues. So um, if there's any sort of positive... Well, yeah, if there's any sort of positive feedback from all this coming to light now to um, readers of Mirren's book and, well, Reddit and anywhere else like this show where this is kind of getting spoiled, it's the hopefully there will be a bit more empathy uh, towards Larry Sanders and just mental health issues in general. Um, this is not the first that Bucks fans are hearing about uh, Jason Kidd's abusive behavior. So I guess Mavs fans are are also taking a big L from this book and learning even more about how terrible of a hire this probably was for them and just the flawed approach by the by uh, by the Dallas Mavericks to seemingly be hiring people just based off being uh, former players. Not that they can't have the credentials and haven't, you know, former players haven't shown to succeed in uh, roles off the court. Uh, seems to be an extremely, uh, yeah, prominent idea or a prominent approach by uh, the Mavericks, including uh, news came out this week that they're hiring J.J. Barea to... Uh, uh, to play a role in their front office as well. So we'll see how that plays out. None of this has, uh, is meant to shed any negative light on anyone besides Jason Kidd. I don't have beef with, uh, Michael Finley, Dirk Nowitzki, JJ Barrera, or anyone else that they hired. It just seems peculiar to, yeah, hire people for that particular reason. But yeah, I'm going to take a moment and check back in. So, as of recording right now, uh, at the uh, little after the start of the third quarter, the Bucks are down uh, just forty-two to fifty against the Wizards. Uh, Mamu filling up the box score a little bit with nine points, six rebounds, and four assists. Um, still, plenty of time to go in this close contest. So, uh, yeah, I'll have uh, more takeaways on that one. Uh, next week and and we'll see what other what other news pops out uh happy that i'll get my Giannis book by then um yeah i won't be sharing a ton from that but yeah i think y'all have had plenty for today but if you have if you have anything to share uh any feedback for your boy uh i'd be happy if you shared it uh at my Instagram or Twitter, both uh, usernames are Nuck if you Nuck if you buck NBA. U is just the letter U. Everything else is uh, how you'd think that it's spelled. Yeah, with that, I'll see you in another life, brother. Right
Thank you for tuning in to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast. We hope you join us again soon. See you in another life, brother.